Everybody have a good week? Yeah? Good. All right, uh, well, let's go ahead and get started. As I said, um, Glenn is, uh, is in Nicaragua, and um, he's going to be back this week. Uh, super exciting. So um, we'll start off, and we're going we're gonna to pray, and, then, uh, and we'll pray for them, too, just uh, that they have, a, they have a really great trip out there with some of the stuff they're doing. Um, so let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence this morning. Um, Lord, we thank you for, uh, for each other. We thank you for um, your love in our lives, God, and that we can engage in it, that we can know you. Lord, we ask that you would continue to work in our lives to make us more like you. Let you continue to work uh, in us and, and expand our hearts and expand your kingdom in our hearts, Lord God. Lord, we pray for... Uh, for Glenn and the team that are in Nicaragua, Lord, that you would there also just expand your kingdom, Lord, that people would be, um, would be pushed further into your kingdom, Lord, that, uh, that the church planters and, and pastors that are out there that are getting trained, Lord, that they would uh, just connect with you deeply, Lord, that you would do an incredible work out there and that you would, you would take the country, Lord God, that you would take the whole country. And be with us this morning, Lord, as we look at your word. Amen. All right. Uh, well, welcome everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip one. There we go. Um, so uh, today I w- we had a series going on about evangelism, and Glenn's gonna continue that when he comes back. We had a little break last week. We're gonna have a little break this week from it, and then he's gonna talk about discipleship. I think right after that, and it's I'm sure gonna be incredibly awesome. Uh, we are gonna we are gonna look at some um, video. So there'll be some video. If you can't see in the back, that's unfortunate. Um, for you, so but but there are seats up closer. Uh, so, what we want to talk about, uh, what I want to talk about today is putting your focus on God. Um, the other words are intentionally blurry. Isn't that cute? The way I did that—that's good, huh? Um, so uh, I um, recently did a trip down to California, and I took a couple of flights. And um, the one flight was good. The flight back was a little bumpy. And so I was, I was reading, and there's nothing, uh, nothing more uh, able to press you into God than a really bumpy flight, uh, I want to say. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I've been reading uh, The Pursuit of God. Has anybody read um, A.W. Tozer's Pursuit of God? It's a fantastic book. Uh, it, will, it will change your life and in some ways really mess you up. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about focus on God um, I'm not excited about the title of it, but that's really what I want to talk about, so that's what I called it. Um, so we're going to start off uh, looking at a clip, and if you want to, are we ready with audio too? Okay, so we're going to start off with this and, and get, let's kind of set the stage here, if I can get my, my mouse over, there we go. This is, this is from Patch Adams. May I come in? If you bend your medial collateral ligaments, place one talus in front of another, I don't see where you'd have a problem. <laughs> of course, if there were a news story covering this event, the headline might read, Small Brain Enters Room. Fingers. What's the answer? Oh, you're another one of those bright young fellows who always know the right answer, right? 
Welcome to real life. from uh, Patch Adams. Have you seen Patch Adams before? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so Patch Adams is, uh, is in a mental institution there, and so the, in this uh, conversation, um, the, the crazy old guy represents God. Um, so that happens a lot, actually, uh, in stories. So I want to focus, talk about how do I focus on God, and we want to talk a little bit about just your focus uh, in life overall. I think there, there really are four different things that I'm going to talk about. There are probably a hundred, maybe a thousand different things that you could put on a list of how do I focus uh, on God or how do I really better focus on God. Um, but I'm going to cover four of them and some of them will be super broad. So uh, first, we want to talk about God, um, fully believing in God. And it sounds a little bit basic for me to say, well, uh, you guys ought to just believe in God. Uh, especially with this crowd. Many of you have been believing in God uh, longer than I've been alive. Uh, so, but I still feel the need to say uh, this is a really important thing. Um, his friend Arthur says, uh, as you focus, then um, you will get to see what no one else sees, what everyone else chooses not to see out of fear, conformity, or laziness, see the whole world anew today. Um, when I say believe in God, I don't mean um, an acknowledgement that maybe possibly there's a God that exists. Uh, I mean believe that God is real as much as the person next to you is real, as much as the chair you're sitting in is real. Um, it's not uh, a, a thought or a, some faraway thing. Faith is not imagination. And I think we mix those up sometimes, and we think, well, I imagine that this is true, or I can, I can just think about it, and, and I can picture this thing. Um, faith is not imagination. 
faith is actually, um, we'll look at some of the passages from, from Tozer's book, but he talks about it in terms of reckoning what is absolutely positively real. Um, and the, Faith is really reckoning that or, or uh, acknowledging that thing that's real that you may not be able to see. Like a lot of times that we, we, uh, we talk about what's real and we think about the things that we can see and touch, uh, the things that uh, we, we can taste, that we can smell. Um, but if you read through the, the Bible, you'll see all sorts of references to it. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's places in Psalms where he talks about um, the smell of God's garments. Uh, he talks about um, sheep hearing his voice, about uh, the pure in heart will see God. Uh, I don't think that that's... Um, metaphorical, I think you can genuinely experience the presence of God fully and physically. So when I say believe that God is, is real, I mean fully believe that God is real, that you can actually literally hear the voice of God, that you can actually literally taste the presence of God, that it's something that you, you can physically engage with and experience. So I mean, uh, believe in the existence of God in the same way you believe in, in all other things around you at that level. Um, by the way, uh, if you want to try that thing with the fingers, you, you can do it. It's, it actually does work. Uh, so you can hold your fingers up, focus on the, person's, the back of the person's head in front of you, unless you don't have a person in front of you, but you can focus on me. And you really will see twice as many. Um, not that they're there, but anyway, it was a... I know everybody's wondering, does this really happen? It really does. So first thing we want to do is we want to fully believe that God is real. You with me so far? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know. I like it. Um, so second thing is we want to stop trying to fix ourselves. Stop trying to fix yourself. Does anybody in process of fixing themselves? Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> you know, fixing yourself is generally past-focused. It's something I screwed up before, and I'm going to make it right. It's something that I've always done wrong, and I'm going to do it right next time. It's something I always think I'm going to stop thinking that. It's a habit that I've created that I've demonstrated for many, many years, and I'm going to fix that thing. Because you know what? We're fixers. That's what we do. We're people who like to fix things. Um, we like to make it better, do it on our own. We are the do-it-yourselfers. Uh, and we spend a lot of time trying to fix ourselves and make ourselves better. Here's the problem. Um, one is that I don't think that fully lines up with, first, who God says you are, and second, what God says he did. Right? First, God says that you are a new creation, that... Uh, that he has made you a brand new thing, that all things past, all history, all that stuff you're trying to fix, it's just gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So you are busily fixing something that does not exist. Awesome. Um, we all do it, right? The second thing is that as we do that, we, we may have some belief in us that says that, well, maybe that thing's not quite fixed. And and we at some level deny that God was able to fix us. We take away a little bit of the power of what God can do and has done in our lives. 
by saying, well, I'm going to keep fixing on this. Um, it doesn't mean that, that we don't try to improve ourselves. We don't try to be better people. Uh, it doesn't mean that we live in denial, that we say, well, uh, you know, I'm all better now. Uh, I don't have these kinds of struggles. It doesn't, it's not that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm really saying is, is about focus, and it's not so much about the, um, the, the reality of things that have happened or the history or even how you feel. It's about your focus and what you focus yourself on and your energies on. So here's the first little, first little clip. It's hard to read, especially further back, but I'll read it to you. Um, by the way, the pursuit of God is public domain, so you can download this and read it for free it's, and highly encourage it. Read slowly and over and over again. Um, so Tozer says, faith is the least self-regarding of the virtues. It is by its very nature scarcely conscious of its own existence. Like the eye that sees everything in front of it and never sees itself, faith is occupied with the object upon which it rests and pays no attention to itself at all. While we are looking at God, we do not see ourselves blessed riddance. The man who has struggled to purify himself and has had nothing but repeated failures will experience real relief when he stops tinkering with his soul and looks away to the perfect one. While he looks at Christ, the very thing he has so long been trying to do will be getting done within him. It will be God working in him to will and to do. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible to think about. If we believe that God is really real and uh, we continue to focus on ourselves trying to fix that thing, um, we're focused on the wrong thing. If we shift our focus to just the incredible glory of God, um, those things get fixed. We are no longer focused on us. We are now focused on a holy, pure God and His incredible, His incredible nature, not us. And those things magically it's not really magic. It's actually a process and something happens in us. But those things begin to become part of us. They begin to transform us. They begin to um, will and to do in us the thing that we've been trying to do on our own. Does that make sense? It doesn't actually make sense, but, but trust me, it's true. Um, so it's also in the Bible. Uh, we're not just going to read uh, Tozer here. There is also uh, a Bible that is full of all of this stuff. Uh, so in Hebrews it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a large crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We focus a lot on that part. Let me just... Throw off these sinful things that weigh me down. Let me just run the race, and I'm just going to keep running. But this last little part is really important. Don't skip over it. It says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. We run the race in front of everybody, in front of this crowd of witnesses, not by working harder, by doing more, uh, by by consciously throwing off this sinful behavior and these things that we've done all our lives, we do it by focusing on Jesus. 
and spending our energies and our efforts focused there. So first, we fully believe that God is real. Second, we stop trying to fix ourselves. Uh, third, we, we are present. Um, we are often not present for lots of different reasons. I'm going to show you a video clip. It's actually half of a clip that probably a lot of you have seen about not being present. Uh, I'm going to talk about really what I'm saying is only part of it, uh, and, and we're going to look a little bit more. So you ready with sound and, sound and lights there, buddy? Let me look at that and know what I'm playing. Have you seen that before? So look up from your phone, shut down, display. Take in your surroundings, make the most of today. Just one real connection is all it can take to show you the difference that being there can make. Be there in the moment that she gives you the look that you remember forever as when love overtook. The time she first holds your hand or first kiss your lips. The time you first disagree but still love her to bits. The time you don't have to tell hundreds of what you've just done because you want to share this moment with just this one. The time you'll sell your computer so you can buy a ring for the girl of your dreams who is now the real thing. The time you want to start a family and the moment when you first hold your little girl and get to fall in love again. The time she keeps you up at night and all you want is rest. And the time you wipe away the tears as your baby flees the nest. The time your baby girl returns with a boy for you to hold and the time he calls you granddad and makes you feel real old. The time you take in all you've made just by giving life attention and how you're glad you didn't waste it by looking down at some invention. The time you hold your wife's hand, sit down beside her bed. You tell her that you love her, lay a kiss upon her head. She then whispers to you quietly as her heart gives a final beat that she's lucky she got stopped by that lost boy in the street. But none of these times ever happened. You never had any of this. When you're too busy looking down, you don't see the chances you miss. So look up from your phone, shut down those displays. We have a finite existence, a set number of days. Don't waste your life getting caught in the net as when the end comes, nothing's worse than regret. I'm guilty too of being part of this machine, this digital world we are heard but not seen, where we type as we talk and we read as we chat, where we spend hours together without making eye contact. So don't give in to a life where you follow the hype. Give people your love, don't give them your like. Disconnect from the need to be heard and defined. Go out into the world, leave distractions behind. Look up from your phone, shut down that display. Stop watching this video, live life the real way. So they didn't have any, uh, any videos out there about somebody who uh, sees a person in need and shares the love of Christ with them and they get saved and their life changes forever. There were no YouTube videos on that one. So uh, <laughs> next best thing, uh, relationships, because it's, it's, it's pretty similar. Um, but um, my, my point is not really about cell phones. My point is not really about social media. My point is not about... Um, the screen or looking up from your phone. It's about being present, about engaging in the life around you. And there are all sorts of things that can make us missing in action, as I call it. Um, you know, it's really 
uh, not just the social media that does it. All sorts of things that we have uh, addictions in life. We have work um, that we're addicted to. Uh, sometimes we, uh, we drink too much. Sometimes we smoke too much. Sometimes we, uh, we are sad too, me- too much. Uh, sometimes we focus too much on us. Uh, and we don't really pay attention to the things around us. Personal agendas, political agendas, and on and on and on. And we miss the moments, the things that God's doing right in front of us. And, and by doing that, we don't focus on God. We focus on a little bit of everything else. Uh, it's not really about creating this image of you. And this is tied to social media. Um, not about creating this perfect image of you. Uh, it's really, really about... Uh, being present and being the image of God in those places. In John, uh, talks a lot about this kind of stuff, um, but this story is where, uh, where Jesus heals uh, the guy by the pool of Bethsaida, um, and he tells him to take up his mat and walk, and then the man gets harassed by the Pharisees because he's carrying stuff on the Sabbath. He's not supposed to do that. And so then uh, they go and they begin to harass Jesus and say, hey, how come you told this guy to carry his mat after you healed him? That's not right. Uh, A little little petty, but um, Jesus responds and he says, hey, my father's working all the time. So he means that God, the father, is working all the time. When's God working? All the time, yeah. Uh, He's working in every moment around you. And and he goes on to say that he only does what he sees the Father doing. Um, How do you think he sees what the Father's doing? Any guesses? Anyone? He's paying attention. He's watching the Father. He's watching the Father. That's how he sees what the Father's doing, is he's watching the Father. And and in that moment, he's watching the Father on somebody else. Um, In that moment, he sees the Father rest on this person by the pool of Bethsaida, And the father says, hey, I'm going to heal this guy. And in that moment, he engages with him and the life around him. And he says, hey, get up and walk. Take your mat. Go. You're done here. And he does. Um, It's engaging with the people around you, paying attention to God with your eyes on him and your eyes on the people around you to see what's God doing right now. That's how we focus on God. Number two. Oh, number three. That was number three is being present. How do I focus on God? Fully believe that God exists, that He's real, 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 real. Um, stop trying to fix yourself. Uh, focus on God, not on fixing you. Number three, be present. Number four, live present. We're going to have one last video clip that we're going to take a look at uh, about living present. This one's a really hard one for me. I don't know. We'll see if you guys relate at all. Um, but for me, it's super hard. Lord, cure us of our addiction, waiting for the next season of life to think we're good enough, waiting for the next number on the scale to say we're okay enough, waiting for the next dream.
the next bend in the road that finally makes us feel we've arrived at contentment. Forgive us, Lord, for our weedy room addiction. Addicted to always thinking we're in a waiting room. Counting down the days till we enter real life. When real life is happening right now. And you are the one waiting for us to give you thanks for the miracle of now. Wake us up out of our waiting room addiction. I'm 25 days thankful for our baby's laughter. I'm 15 days thankful that who I am is enough. And cure us with thanksgiving. I'm three months thankful for where I'm living right now. I'm 45 days thankful for my life now. Show us how we have room in our lives to give you thanks right now. I'm three weeks thankful that I have a job to provide for my family. I'm one day thankful for the gift of now. for me because I always think about the next thing. I always think about, well, you know, um, we're going to get the next house. We're going to, the kids will be at this age and then we'll be able to go do this thing and then this will happen. And you're always thinking about the next thing and you're working so hard for the next thing that you don't pay attention to right now, to the thing that's happening in front of you. That hard for anybody else? Yeah. That's super hard because you always think the next thing's coming and I'm just working hard towards that thing. Um, it's about being thankful uh, for what's now, but really it's also about living now, not living in the future uh, and feeling like, well, I'm just putting in my time now until this future moment happens. Right? Okay, almost done uh, with our list here. So we want to fully believe... Uh, God is real. Stop trying to fix ourselves. Be present. We want to live present. And the last thing is we want to live in God's presence. Um, we want to we fully live in God's presence all the time. And we're going to look back at Tozer here in the pursuit of God. Uh, a couple of little highlighted areas that I'll read to you. Um, he, he really, I think, I think masterfully really steps through the whole process of um, our salvation, who we are, who God is, that God is ever-present, the reality of God, and then our engagement with God um, in that, that presence of God. <clears throat> so he says, Every soul belongs to God and exists by His pleasure. God being who He is and what, who and what He is, and we being who and what we are, uh, the only thinkable relation between us is one of lordship on his part and complete submission on ours. We owe him everything. Uh, we owe him every honor uh, that is in our power to give him. Our everlasting grief lies in giving him anything less. Uh, then I'll skip forward a little bit. He says, the moment we make up our minds that we are going on with this determination to exalt God over all, over all we step out, over all we step out into the world's, out of the world's parade, we shall find ourselves out of adjustment 
to the ways of the to the way of the world and increasingly so as we make progress in the holy way we shall acquire a new viewpoint a new and different psychology will be formed within us a new power will begin to surprise us by its upsurgings and outgoings so he says the moment that we decide that we are going to in all things engage with God in in everything fully, that we step out of this grind of every day and we begin to really have a new view on everything. Everything is now in the context of God Um, and and we live our lives in His presence, in the presence of His kingdom. Every moment and every interaction becomes really a, a, a furtherance of God's kingdom in us and in the people around us. It's a, it's a transformed way of living and of viewing things, that we live forever in His presence. Um, in Psalms, it talks about uh, those who look to Him will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And, and so, so many people in the world, and I'd say even so many of us, um, don't have that radiance on us at times, and we are really darkened by the shame of our lives. And... And what, what God says is, just look at me. Just look steadily at me. And those things just sort of disappear. The rest of it sort of disappears. Um, the, one of the songs that we sang today talked about, I anchor myself within the veil. It was uh, awesome because one of the things that Tozer talks about in this is that we have, we, the veil has been removed. We have full access. And he talks a lot about just the Old Testament and how you would offer sacrifices and you would never get into that inner room because there's a veil there that protects you as much as anything. But now, through, through Christ, the veil has been removed. And what we have, what we have creatively done is recreate a veil um, between us and God. And we create this distance between us. Um, and the, uh, his encouragement is live within the veil. Live inside the veil live always in that presence of God. Uh, and, uh, and the, the hymn, uh, Redone Hymn, uh, it says the same thing. You know, I, my anchor holds within the veil. That I live in that place where I'm inside as close as absolutely possible as I can be to the presence of God. Live in that place. And that will allow you to focus, uh, focus fully on God. So I have one more passage that I'm going to put up when we uh, as we close here, but um, Stephen, if you guys, if you want to come up, or you guys, however you want to do it, and um, we're going to just take a little bit of time and worship. And what I want to do is just really uh, spend a little bit of time in the presence of God um, as we do that. That um, our, the last song might be really, really great, uh, really apropos. Actually, almost any of them because they really lined up perfectly. Um, so. Uh, I'd like to just spend some time uh, sitting in the presence of God and just and worshiping and just refocusing yourself on Him, refocusing yourself on on His glory. Find those um, those places where you are not focused on Him and refocus, shift that away, um, and uh, and and try to sense and know the real presence of God with you today. And the last thing that that we'll leave with is in Philippians. Actually, all of Philippians 4 is really, really good in connection with this idea. 
But 8 and 9 say, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you.